Welcome to Money Making Conversations. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. Each Money Making Conversation talk show is about entrepreneurship and entertainment. I provide the consumer and business owner access to celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It is important to understand that everybody travels a different path to success. That is because your brand is different. The challenges you face in your life are different. So stop reading other people's success stories and start writing your own. Now, you can be motivated by their success because their stories can offer direction and help you reach your goals through your planning and committed effort. The Money Making Conversation interviews provide relatable information to the listener about career and financial planning, entrepreneurship, motivation, leadership, overcoming the odds, and how to live a balanced life. Now, let's get to our interview. My next guest is the Vice President of Business Development and Operations for Live Nation Urban. The company was established to better cater to underserved audiences by developing original urban-focused events, festival brands, and strategic content partnerships for emerging, established, and classic hip-hop, R&B, and gospel artists. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, Brandon Pankey. Uh, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Had to get there, man. Had to, had to get. Had to, had to put a little love out there for you. Let everybody know who I'm talking to. You know, you, sounded amazing. Sounded amazing. I'm telling you, this, Brandon. When, when I when I do that intro about Live Nation, we all know that's a brand. So tell us about the Live Correct. Nation brand. Sure. I mean, Live Nation is the, the the global leader in live entertainment. I mean, anywhere you go around the world, if you're looking any concert that you're making a, t- a ticket purchase to, more than likely. It's a concert from Live Nation. And so, you know, with that being said, you know, Live Nation Urban was developed in 2017, really to focus on developing events and platforms and emerging artists in hip-hop, R&B, and gospel. You know, Live Nation is a phenomenal company, but there was such a, you know, there was white space, you know, particularly in this, you know, hip-hop and R&B and gospel genres to really develop new platforms. Mm Mm-hmm. No, it's really in, so, interesting that you're saying that because of the fact that, you know, my history was Steve Harvey. So, you know, I, I promoted all of his concerts when I managed yep. him from 2000 to 2016. So going into the venue, promoting the venue, getting the right acts, getting the right ticket yep. price. Because that's what I catered to, you know, before Steve became Mr. Family Feud, you know, our audience was an urban audience. So, you know, we selling right. out you know, different venues all over the country, and that was our audience base. And there is a particular way you they have to be treated and they have to be promoted to. Tell us about it. Well, I mean, absolutely. I mean, we, you can't use a cookie-cutter marketing plan, you know, for a hip-hop audience than we may use for a pop audience or for a rock audience. There's a way that you have to cater to that audience. There's a way that you need to speak to that audience. And, and quite honestly, that's another reason why Live Nation Urban, you know, was created because, you know, we are – African-Americans in this space that understand other African-Americans. And so it's easier for us to market. It's easier for us to come up with ideas that make sense for this particular audience. And so we're here, we're, we're established, and, and we're really doing some amazing things um, going into our third year. Now, it was something interesting you said. You said strategic content partnerships for emerging, established, and classic hip-hop, R&B, and gospel artists. Let's talk about the emerging, what, what, what do you consider an emerging artist? An, an emerging artist to us, you know, it's, it's a couple things. One, it's an artist that may have just gotten signed to a label but doesn't understand what it takes to have a live touring career. Mm-hmm. See, there's a difference between going on stage and performing live and having a sustaining touring career. It's a right. bunch of artists that get up on stage and they may have, um, you know, a year of success. But then after that year, what happens next when that audience dies down? What we try to do is really cultivate artists 
so that they have a core fan base, mm-hmm. build those artists up from clubs and theaters. And so five years from, from, you know, from that moment, they're now in amphitheaters and arenas, and, you know, hopefully one day stadiums. It's about right. really developing artists mm-hmm. and, and creating a sustaining career for that artist. Because quite honestly, you know, 80 to, to 85% of an artist's revenue now comes from touring. Come on now. And so if, if that, you know, aspect of their career is not solidified or is not strong, guess what? That, that artist, you know, is not going to last long in, in a very, very cutthroat industry. You know, it's really uh, funny you say that because, you know, I did the Neighborhood Awards many years. Steve and I did it uh, uh, honoring uh, uh, what we consider stars in the neighborhood, and we always had established talent. You know, like OJ's is established, you know, a Babyface was established, uh, you know, the new edition. These are established people. So, when they, like you sure. said, they, they make their money on tour. And so, Correct. and I would go to him, I would go, hey, man, uh, I just need one song. They go, we're not going to do one song. <laughs> I said, I, 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 the money's not going to change. No, no, no. You know, from Charlie Wilson on up. They, and, I, and I always wind up having to give them 20 minutes because they would say this. They would say, look, Rashawn, what we cannot have happen is, you know, because you're going to put our name up on a banner. You're going to put our name and you're yep. going to promote us. We can't have somebody come in that arena and go, OJ's going to do one song, man. That's messed up. Mm-hmm. He said, mm-hmm. bad news travels fast. Good news stays yep. with the people, and they may share it or they may not share it. And that's where you talk about established talent. Established talent have to hold on to their reputation and because that's where they make their bottom line. That's right. I, I can't imagine if they did one song at that event, you know, at, at, <laughs> at the neighborhood, and then someone saw it and was like, oh, they only did one song. So when they come back to that city yes. and they're like, oh, well, the OJs are new addition, they're performing. Well, they only did one song last time. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not paying a hundred dollars or yes, whatever that yes, dollar yes, amount is yes, if yes. they don't put on a good show. And yes. that's why they do it because yes. they've took taken years to build up that fan base, and one performance could could make that fan base, you know, decline. Unfortunately, yeah, in that particular city, for sure, and also with yep. social media, you know, people, you you, you go online all the time. <laughs> people hold up a camera and and they they're videotaping and they have some comment they might be saying it's the only song they did next thing you know that can go viral and that can mess up next thing you know they're explaining themselves throughout the whole touring process when they go to, when they're doing the radio interview no we're going to do the entire concert who needs that headache so with that being said the reason I brought that up is that there has to be yes you have the Live Nation brand associated with you but there has sure. to be a trust factor put in place for you to get the talent especially established talent to work with you Oh, absolutely. I mean, this is, you know, yes, we have the Live Nation urban brand behind us, but ultimately it's about relationships. And, I, and I'll say this to, to your listeners, in any field you're in, in any industry you're in, I, I'll argue that 80% of your job is building, sustaining, and having trusting relationships with people. Because ultimately there are a bunch of people that can do what I do, but if we don't trust each other or work well together, it doesn't matter. And so relationship building is the fundamental you know, I say one of the cores or tenets of being in music or being in any industry, as I just stated. And so, yes, to your point, yes, we have the Live Nation brand, but they have to trust us and know that we're going to make sure that we put them in the best position possible to have the, the best produced, you know, the, the most quality performance so that they can go out and give a, a great show to their fans. You know, it's really interesting because, you know, you really are talking about a lot here. When you're talking about uh, classic hip-hop, okay, then you're talking about mm-hmm. R&B, and then you're talking mm-hmm. about gospel artists. Now, you know, I've had, do you do anything with comedians? 
not yet, but okay. it's coming. Oh, I know it has to be coming now because <laughs> that's <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm starting to see, uh, especially in Atlanta. You know, State Farm Arena. Every time I look up, every month a big show is yep. coming through town here, and so. But it's not. I'm not hearing Live Nation Urban tied to that at all. So that's well, definitely a market it, that's out there. <laughs> and let me say this in, in regards to comedy. So we're building a brand. It's called um, Black Thought from the Roots. Oh, actually okay. hosts a comedy uh, event mm-hmm. that we've had uh, in Philadelphia. We've had it in the Montreal um, Comedy Festival. We've had it um, at the New York Comedy Festival. So it's something. It's a brand that we're building. But outside of that, we are definitely planning to get more into comedy as well. Sorry to interrupt you. Well, no, 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 no. This is great. This is great information because of the fact that I'm just letting everybody know how you guys operate as far as and how you're taking a particular interest because I was about to slide over to the gospel artists. Now, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I remember uh, several years ago I did a tour with uh, Kurt Franklin and Steve Harvey. And Steve Harvey mm-hmm. was not going to use any profane language but on stage during this tour. And it was the most difficult tour for me to do from a promotional standpoint because I really didn't know my audience, you know, I knew who Steve's audience was, but who exactly were the gospel audience? How, where do you go to reach these people? Because, you know, you, people say, well, just, just, just advertise on the gospel stations. I did that. But it, but it wasn't until I just ordered, advertised on just the regular stations that I got mm-hmm. the response I had because of the fact that church people, everybody, church people, church people, church people listen to R&B, church people listen to hip hop, church people, church people. And it, it was because of that's the whole part of what you have to do. As a, as a leader in this particular brand is understand how to reach your market. And that's what you were saying. This is why it's necessary to have this particular brand under Live Nation, urban brand. Correct. And, and just so you know, so in the gospel space, <clears throat> to your point, we've actually partnered with Kirk Franklin mm-hmm. um, for his Exodus Music and Arts Festival, which is in Dallas, Texas. Oh, that's my favorite. Third- that's my favorite. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes sir. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. In its third year, we're going to sell it out again this year. We're looking to expand into other markets um, in 2020. And so, you know, to your point, it's not only going, you know, on the gospel stations. We actually go into the churches. But, but guess what? We're on the, the, the regular urban AC, you know, adult contemporary <laughs> station as well. Because yes. the Jill Scott audience yes. is also, they yes. may be at a Jill Scott concert Saturday, yes. but they're going to church on Sunday. Yes. So yes. You, you can't neglect a certain, we're all, you know, some of us have certain religious beliefs, but ultimately we're all people and we all love music. So, all, you know, you can't, you know, discern the quote unquote gospel audience from a, you know, a traditional concert going audience because we're all, <laughs> we're all going to concerts. Well, it's really great that you brought up Kurt Franklin and the uh, and the concert festival that he does in uh, Dallas and May because mm-hmm. I've been promoting it the last couple of years with him. So, in a way, we've we've had a relationship, and I didn't even know it there, Brandon. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> which is a, which is a beautiful a thing. Which is because you know my whole thing in, in, in establishing this brand of money making conversation was to create. It's about relationship, like you spoke about earlier. You know, it's about connecting the dots and giving individuals a platform, individuals like you to be able to speak your brand, build your brand, communicate why your brand is important and how it affects a lot of people strategically, which is also part of your introduction because that's what you're trying to do, create these relationships with entertainment that really reaches the core audience that's really demanding it but oftentimes doesn't get it. Correct. And I, and I think just to give you part of our, our, our strategy, and I think you know, I want to give a Special shout out to to the president of Live Nation Urban, Sean G, for for you know really having the vision to to have this. You know what we want to do is create 
opportunities for artists that may not have those opportunities. When you look at the, the festival landscape, for example, you'll see your Coachellas, you see your Bonnaroos, Lollapaloozas, but what you don't see, these, these festivals, you know, they cater to every audience. You know, you may have three R&B acts, you may have yes. four rock acts, you may have four pop acts. You know, it's, a, it's kind of a smorgasbord of, of different, you know, artists, but mm-hmm. nothing that super serves a particular demographic. Right. So what we've done are create festivals, create events, create platforms that super serve emerging hip hop, you know, classic hip hop, R and B, emerging R and B, gospel artists, emerging mm-hmm. different platforms, different festivals for different artists. So now in, you know, let's call it 2021, if I'm a hip hop artist, you know, I have my own, you know, you can go to Live Nation Urban and you can be on ten events in a year where in the past maybe you were hoping to get on one or two festivals or one or two different events and platforms. And that's why we were, you know, really created to give opportunities for underserved audiences. Well, you know, it's important you say that because because gospel artists were really going back performing in mega churches a few years ago mm-hmm. because they had kind of yep. lost their voice in the arenas and and the, the right promoters didn't trust it or didn't do the right packaging to get them back out there being appreciated. And so it's important that you understand the brand, you understand the, the ability to be able to to grow this brand. Now, you said a name right there, Sean G. It's the same Sean G from Philadelphia? Yes, it is. Uh that's my man right there, Sean G. Mm-hmm. Many mm-hmm. times I've, I've worked with that young man selling our <laughs> concerts. But, but, come on now. That's, 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 that's your fearless leader over there? That's it. <laughs> I that's, love that's, it, that's, man. That, you know, been working with Sean since 2006 and, and, and helping to build, you know, what, what we have today. Oh, I'll tell you something, man. A special individual. I know I used to come to Sean for talent. And, uh, and he, you know, like I said, you know, I'm an, I'm an emerging promoter. And I had an emerging brand, and he and he would work with me because I had the ability to play music on the air too. That helped the relationship as well. But he understood the relationship, and so That's to, right. to see that you have Sean G as the as the overarching visionary of this whole process with Live Live Nation Urban Urban excuse Live Nation Urban is congratulations, man, congratulations. When we come back, I want to talk more about some more program projects you have. Uh, this app you have, this twelfth uh, annual Roots Picnic <laughs> that's coming up. A lot more to talk. Talk, what, talk about with my man, Brandon Pankey, Live Nation Urban. Money Making Conversations continues online at www.moneymakingconversations.com and follow Money Making Conversations on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time you stop thinking about your dreams and put some plans into action. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald. I'm speaking to the Vice President of Business, Development, and Operations for Live Nation Urban. The company was established to better cater to underserved audiences by developing original urban-focused events, festival brands, and strategic content partnerships for emerging, established, and classic hip-hop, R&B, and gospel artists. My man, Brandon Pankey. Hey, Brandon, it's really interesting uh, when I see, because I, I see a lot more hip-hop concert, concerts out there now. And I'm going to tell you, I, you know, I'm an old school, you know, and at one time, you know, it was, it was like a, you couldn't ensure a hip-hop artist a concert. Right. So, you know, really, you know, they'd they, they be tearing up the dressing room. they they light the stage on fire. They were like bad boys of ignorance when I was coming up. And now I see more and more concerts. What, what is the, are the artists more mature? Are the artists smarter? Or what is going on? Why are we having such productive hip-hop shows now? 
<laughs> I think it's, it's, it's a lot of things. One, I think promoters um, have welcomed hip-hop so much because here's the thing. Hip-hop is, you know, always in the top streaming genres globally. And right. we have the numbers now in hip-hop to back up why, you know, hip-hop is important. Two, if you go to, you know, hip-hop, you know, especially for younger hip-hop uh, shows or concerts, that, that crowd is super diverse. You know, it's not just, you know, black folk out there. It's, you know, it's all, every race is out there, yes. young, old, watching hip-hop. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's money to be made in it. Three, there's just smarter managers. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, you know, the, the management teams now are so savvy and understand that each hip-hop artist, and artists in general, are brands. And so they're really building and cultivating those brands to, to, to really make them stand out. Um, and then social media, you know, hip-hop artists are now coming out with content. You know, they, I, I've seen some artists come out with multiple albums or multiple mixtapes in a year, and that wasn't happening in the past. And so there's so much content. There's so much, you know, they have so, you can see their personalities on social media, and, and promoters are so open to it. I, you know, I don't see hip-hop necessarily going down from, from a show perspective anytime soon. Well, I, I, the reason I enjoy and I was excited about bringing you on the show was that, you know, I always preach multiple streams of income. You know, multiple opportunities yeah. brings longevity. <laughs> and, you know, one check is cool, but, hey, several checks, and especially checks when you're getting them while you sleep, is beautiful. Now, in addition mm-hmm. to your duties at Live Nation Urban, you're also currently relaunching your app, the Tour Star? Yeah, so... um Wow, Tour Star was an idea I had in 2011, okay. actually, and I was, um, you know, dealing with a, with a particular artist on tour, and I was like, man, I wish there was a way that people could see, you know, what we do, you right. know, in a fun way. And so mm-hmm. I was like, well, let's develop a, a music simulation game that talks about touring, taking an artist from, you know, the, playing in his, his or her garage and, and making it to an arena-level superstar. And so we created this game um, in 2014. It debuted in the top um, top ten um, on, on the Apple um music charts um, did really well. Mm-hmm. We added uh, Questlove as a, as a partner in the game. And we're actually in the process of getting um, the company sold and then relaunching the app um, by the end of the year, you know, kind of a version two with, with a bigger uh, gaming company. So I'm excited about that. And to your point, you know, it's really about doing, you know, different streams of income and I love music. Yes. Um, but I think there are opportunities not only in, in gaming, but in content, you know, the, besides the live space, taking music as kind of the hub and branching out into, into different areas. Um, and that's what excites me about having the freedom and, and, and really working in, in a space where I have the opportunity to be an entrepreneur, um, as well as work with Live Nation. So it's really um, the best of both worlds. Well, you know, you're not only an entrepreneur, you're a manager, you know. Yes. So, yes. Uh, so, yes. Uh, so, yes. so, so, so let's, let's, let's talk about these titles here <laughs> you got working on you. You're vice president of business development and operation. You're developing apps, and you're mm-hmm. managing talent. So yes. tell us about that last leg, because, you know, I know something about managing. I know that's, you know, a lot of people, that, that uh-huh. title seems very simple, but mm-hmm. managing man, I'm telling you something. When that phone rings, you got to pick it up. You got to be a brother, sister, preacher, uh, security, uh, a, a, a loan officer. Sometimes <laughs> you got to be a, a, a cook, uh, uh, buy a meal you weren't ready to buy. Uh, you got to be a, a, an enforcer, a therapist. A therapist. therapist. I forgot that. Yeah. Hey, hey, Brandon, I apologize. I should have started with therapists. <laughs> 
<laughs> Let me tell you, no, I, you know what? It's so funny because you have to be all those things. In fact, the artist I managed um, recently came out with her first single. Her name is Brianna Cash. She signed to um, in a J- joint venture with Interscope and, uh, and a super producer named Pop Wanzel. Um, she's from Philadelphia as well. And, you know, she's a phenomenal artist. And she'll tell you, I did not want to be her manager. I said management is an 82-hour-a-day job. I, I didn't have the time to do it, um, and I kind of just fell into it. And she now calls me her brother slash dad. Yeah. Um, and it's because yeah. you, you care so much about the artist or artists that you're, mm-hmm. you're working with from right. the managerial side. I, you know, I couldn't leave her now if I, if I wanted to right. um, because I understand the value of who she is as a person and my value in her life and, mm-hmm. and making sure she gets to a certain place in her career, and not just in her career, but I actually care more about you know, her personal life than I do the career. I think the career stuff is going to happen because she has a label behind her because, you know, we have a smart team with her, but really making sure on a day-to-day basis she's okay mm-hmm. because I think that gets lost in the careers of every artist. That gets lost in the careers of executives of any industry. I think we really, you know, and I'm, I'm kind of diverting myself, but we really need to focus on mental health for mm-hmm. individuals because I don't think we pay enough attention to that, especially in high-stress um, Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, and, I, and I liken bad managers to bad parents because right. these individuals who trust us, who come to us, or we come to them and we convince them that we're the right person to, to steer their career, to, to keep their life right, to make sure they're talking to the right people, showing up. Because especially with social media, you got to be a, you know, you got to monitor social media, you got to monitor the post. so much that goes into your head and some of the stress yep. that you have to take on and then stay level-headed about it and being, uh, and being able to get, deliver an answer. That's the key too, being a manager. When they ask you a question, don't stutter or, or don't you go, can't. I'll be right back with you. Because they're they are coming to you because that's the final leg where they need the answer and they need that relaxed moment or that confirmed moment that they're doing the right things in their life. So I definitely had to bring that up because that that level of diversity really lets me know that you are looking at you're looking at your life from a global perspective. You're not looking at this life as, as one opportunity, but many opportunities. How do you take on that, that, that persona or that ability to multitask or multitask? Um, I think I've just always had that, that ability. I knew that, you know, probably at this point, if I was just doing one thing, I would probably lose my mind um, because that's not who I am. Like, I, you know, I want to learn and I want to be a part of so many different things. Mm-hmm. Within entertainment, you know, and, you know, something we didn't touch on is, hey, I'm also, you know, a part of a nonprofit where we teach students about the business of entertainment because it has to be, you know, to me, it's very holistic. You know, it's, you know, I'm managing, I'm working in, in live music, we're, we're working in gaming and other special events, and then I, I have to make sure to, that I give back as well, you know, particularly to young black and brown kids who don't have the access or opportunity, you know what I mean, or that, that I have had. And so when you give that, now you can create more of a diverse workforce. Now you're actually creating smarter managers of color. Now you're also creating the next generation of Live Nation urban employees. And so it, it comes full circle. So to that point, um, you know, I, I just, I wake up knowing I want to be great. I wake up knowing that, you know, I, I believe that all of us, um, you know, have God within us. And so we awesome. have you know, our, our greatest potentials within ourselves. And so why, why limit ourselves? Why, you know, there are people that were very close to me who said, you know, way back, you know, don't go into music. You know, music <laughs> is, a, is a hobby, <laughs> yes. not a career. Why are you doing this? Right. And you have to sometimes, 
not sometimes, all the time, mm-hmm. believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because if mm-hmm. you don't believe in yourself, what's the point? What's yes. the point in doing any of this? Yes. And I think that's how some of us get lost sometimes because we lose that belief in who we are and the things that we're great at. Well, you know, it's really uh, fun that you brought that up because, you know, I love IBM to be a stand-up comic. So you understand the questions and the and the doubters that came out about that 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 little career change. But what happens uh-huh. is you can't ever ask anybody about it for advice about That's your right. decision if they are not living that lifestyle. In other words, right. if somebody's in banking or somebody's a, a IT person, don't ask them about you changing your career into entertainment. They they will they will revert to what they know. And what mm-hmm. and if they don't know, the thing that annoys me most about people instead of saying you should seek that out or seek advice from somebody who can answer that properly, they answer and go, I don't think that's a good idea. Yep. Uh, how you gonna make money? Are you sure? Uh, I heard. Then I heard coming. As soon as somebody say I heard, walk away, <laughs> run. Because then now they just now they just gossiping. Now they just delivering rumors to your potential career change here. But I but I wanted to tell you this, Brandon. I wasn't gonna forget about the uh, you know the Dash program because that's about balanced life. And that's why I always talk about this show on this show with my guests about that balanced life and the ability to give back. Because I give back at my university uh, with scholarship programs and things like that. So, so the Dash program he's talking about is destined to achieve successful heights program, which prepares music education opportunities for students in high school throughout Philadelphia. So that to me gives me a full three sixty about you, and I think that's important. I think that's a blessing, and you and you should. Uh, Always announce that, my friend, because that's important that you understand you're in this business to make money. You're in this business to develop a career. You're managing people. You've got apps. You, you're savvy. You're articulate. You're intelligent. But you also understand that you have to slow down and, and, and relax a little bit and see what else value or the value that God has given you to contribute yeah. to other people's lives. That's what you're doing, brother. That's a blessing. No, thank you so much, man. And I'll tell you, one of the, the bigger stories you know, about Dash for me um, – was working with a young man who had actually dropped out of school. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, came to our, we had an after-school program um, in Northwest Philadelphia at a facility. And he would come there every day, even though he wasn't in school. And because of that program, you know, he said, you know what, I'm going to go back and get my GED. And he's not in music, mm-hmm. um, but he has a solid job and he's taking care of his family. And that's, to me, it wasn't about necessarily, hey, you know, it's great if we can build the next music executive. But it's even better if we can just make you better people and make you want to get on the right path in life. And that's, you know, that's really the core of what Dash is about. And I want also, I always shout out the people who have helped develop these things. And that's Jerome Hicks and Michael McAlther, who are both music managers. They co-found the program. I came out of uh, University of Penn and started interning for them in their recording studio. Right. And we started working on this on this um, music business program together. And now, not only are we teaching, but it's you know, we have developed a curriculum that's going to be implemented in high schools in Philadelphia in the 2021 school year, focused on the business of music. That's awesome. And that, you know, that's legacy for me. And that's and, what it's about. And I, and I respect that and I appreciate you. And I always know you have a friend of Rashawn McDonald, not only because of the fact that you're a guy who are, who's making a difference in the in the business, but also in the community. Now, I'll be remiss. With I, well, Live Nation Urban has upcoming events coming up. Let's talk about this. The 12th annual Roots Picnic, featuring the Roots, well, let me, Meek Mill. Oh, well, let you do your thing. Okay. I'm going to just set it up. The 12th <laughs> Annual Roots Picnic, 
Go. Well, let, well, let me tell you, it's the 13th annual. Oh. We sold 25,000 tickets last year, the 12th <laughs> annual. This year, we expect to sell 30,000. Saturday, May 30th in Philadelphia. Um, it's going to be a phenomenal event. We have, you know, everyone um, from Meek Mill to Thundercat. We have the Reed podcast, Questlove Supreme podcast. Um, we have the baby. We have such a, a diverse palette of, of artists that are going to be there. Raekwon and, and Ghostface, Black Thought. I mean, it's, it's a phenomenal festival. It's really, I, you know, we call it a slice of black culture, mm-hmm. um, you know, within Philadelphia. And we have folks all the way from D.C., New York. Everyone comes down. Absolutely. It's going to be about 30,000. It's phenomenal. This is um, it's, it's a single-day event? Single-day event. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to be, it's just going to be crazy. We have another event, which we call the largest um, gathering of millennial African Americans <laughs> in the world is the Broccoli City Music Festival in Washington D.C. Shout out to uh, Marcus Allen and, um, and and Brandon McCarron who you know helped really found this and put it together and Live Nation Urban partnered mm-hmm. uh, with these two two brothers and it's a phenomenal again another festival that's sold out already. Mm-hmm. It's May 9th, thirty thousand people, um, really touching on young millennial millennial African-Americans, and, you know, we have Megan Thee Stallion and Roddy Rich, you know, the baby, a lot of acts, Ari Lennox, just a phenomenal lineup. Um, that's a one-day event in Washington, D.C. as well. We have the Exodus Music and Arts Festival with Kirk Franklin, Leandria Johnson, Donnie McClurkin, the reunion of Mary Berry. Um, that's, you know, Saturday, Sunday, excuse me, Sunday, May 24th in Dallas, Texas, and we have a slew of other shows and partnerships that we are um, announcing very soon. So I, you know, I'm excited about what we have and what we've done since 2017. I think we started with maybe, you know, nine or ten shows in 2017 when we started, and now in 2020 we'll have about 50 shows. Um, so that's you know the power of of, of what this brand has meant mm-hmm. and and what it's really done. You know, mm-hmm. particularly in, in I would say in, in black and brown communities and music. Oh man, congratulations! Uh, and I know you slipped in that. The reunion of Mary Mary. Now that's pretty big. Now you kind of slipped that in. Now, that's pretty <laughs> I, I, huge. I didn't mean. To, I was trying to get through it all. Yeah, but no, 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 that, that, that's why Exodus is phenomenal this year. Yeah, that's 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 huge right there. The reunion. Yes, sir. Mary Mary got morning drive. Erica Campbell. That's my girl. Again, thank you for coming <laughs> to my show, Brandon. I appreciate. You know, you got a home now. You know, this is a journey. I appreciate that. This is a journey. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. It was an honor. Awesome. Uh, If you want to catch any more episodes of Money Making Conversation, go to moneymakingconversation.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I'm your host.